Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado and uh, your uh, leader for this morning. Today is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled A Vision for You. Uh, We're on page number 152, and we're going to begin with the paragraph that starts with, we have shown how we got out from under. That's the first paragraph. And it ends with, have you a sufficient substitute? We're going to comment and share on that one paragraph only. So we have a new team Tuesday. Our 12 steps is Marge E. The 12 traditions is Rick J. Readers of the text today is Rena L. Closing reader is Nancy P. Backup reader is Carmela G. Our newcomer greeter is Karen W., and our second-hour moderator is Barb W. So the reference numbers for yesterday, which was Monday, September 4th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,596. That's 20596. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,597. 20597. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 Steps. Good morning, Marge. Good morning. Thank you so much, Jen. Marge E. from Massachusetts, the 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. And I pass. I will now ask Rick J. to read the 12 traditions. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Jim. Rick J. I am a compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Recovered but not cured today. The 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thanks, Marge. Thanks, Rick. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study. We're in the chapter, A Vision for You, in the big book on page 152. We're reading that first paragraph and I will now ask Rena L to begin reading. Good morning, Rena. Uh, thanks, Jen. Uh, good morning, this is Rena L, recovered compulsive overeater from Toledo, Ohio. Um, I'll start with the reading. We have shown how we got from under. You say, yes, I'm willing, but am I consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum like some righteous people I see? I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? So um, 
what to share about this. I, yeah, I just found out I was doing this and I was trying to figure out what to share because to me this is like a getting ready paragraph. It's before we get to the solutions. Just, uh, but then I started to remember um, my very first OA meeting and I remember when someone announced that they had four months of abstinence, I thought they were lying. I actually couldn't believe, like if you have what I have, nobody stops for four months. And already like my lack of faith, there's no solution. And then I think when they asked us this question, you know, like some righteous people I see, like that was my judgment that kept me so alone in my disease. And until I got through the steps, and I still need the 10 steps to help me with judgment. But it also that cynicism, that negativity, that lack of faith in these questions, it actually, um, when I first read it, it actually made me feel less alone. Like this book gets me, right? And that's what's the, like the brilliance to me of the big book, you know? is that it somehow gets all of us, in, right, in different ways that it does. And then when it talks about um, where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum, and, you know, food, uh, well, alcohol in my life uh, allowed me to keep the secret that I was totally alone, even in a crowded bar. Food allowed me to keep the secret that I was totally alone and empty when I was alone at home. Right. But that was a secret because food kills all that. I didn't feel bored. I didn't, feel stupid when I came home from an event about what I said I'd, and if I overshared or I was arrogant or what, what, whether I had my character defects or I was just being human, whatever I felt about that, I didn't, I didn't feel it at all. I just, I just shoved it down with food or whatever compulsive behavior I was doing. And I'm so, and when I first stopped binging, it was my, I was spinning a lot, right? About boredom, about loneliness, um, about feeling like I didn't know what to say or do. And I'm so grateful that eventually we get to the 10th step, right? The fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh day step, but also on a daily basis, the 10th step. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about sufficient substitute is the second OA meeting I went to, I realized that I thought food was the only one that knew me. But you guys were talking about what I did with food, and I had never heard anyone do that before, right? And so I was able to start to show you all who I am. It wasn't food who really knew me. And what, what I thought was the real me wasn't the real me. The real me wasn't someone sitting alone in the dark covered in crumbs. So I'm very grateful for this program. And I'm so curious what folks have to say. I'll keep coming back. Awesome. Thanks so much for getting us started off this morning. Rena L. from Toledo, Ohio. And we do value everybody who's on the line with us today. We value your experience. And we ask that you limit your share to every third day. You all can count. You know when you spoke last. So in order that other can, others can share their experience too, um, we'll go ahead and take a list of names. Um, I hear you best when one person goes at a time. Go right ahead. Who'd like to share on what was read? Wanda R. Wanda R. Thank you, Wanda. Lynn S. Lynn S. Good morning, Letty G. Letty G. Letty. Oh, thank you, Letty. <laughs> Jeannie N. Jeannie N. Chris W. Chris with a K. Okay. W. Okay, one more. Donna K, Ohio. And Donna K will stop there. Thank you. Everybody.
so kind to me this morning. Appreciate it. All right, let me tell you who I heard. Wanda, Lynn, Letty, um, Janine, Chris with a K, and Donna K. So we'll start off with you, Donna, or sorry, with you, um, Wanda, and you have three minutes. Go right ahead. That's just such a long time, man. You know, I can say it real quick. You know, I just know that uh, I got married um, to a sugarholic, and, you know, the whole family is like that. So now it's changing the parameters of my program because I have to work it extra hard and uh, develop a system that includes them and works my program. And I know that uh, the most important thing in my life is the abstinence, even uh, maybe like even before my husband. I know that I took vows before God. So it's, um, you know, I know that God works everything out. And I can't be afraid, you know, that, uh, you know, um, it's really important not to be afraid. So um, I just, I'm really grateful to be here. And um, last night I was unable uh, to um, make sure that there was no sugar in the house. And, uh you know, there was a fight that pursued over, uh, and I told him I would bring the sugar to his car. And, uh, you know, God forbid we get one car, but anyway, so his car has sugar in it. And I know that that's where I could avoid it. My first husband, uh, you know, was always abstinent. So that was easy for me. Now it's more difficult. And, um, you know, I have to make sure that my motives are good and that uh, my motive to um, stay married to the man I married uh, is not going to be jeopardized by what Gabriel calls angle shooting and uh, conniving and jiving, you know, I have to make sure that uh, I used to call it figuring everything out. And that was just, uh, you know, sincerity is very important. And the, you know, sincerity of love is just so important. You know, uh, really loving my husband and uh, that'll depend on abstinence. And I just know that there's new parameters in my life, like truly having fun. And I just never had fun before. Fun was using, and now I don't do that. So I'm having fun with the family. Thank you, and, Wanda. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. All right, up next we have Lynn S. Go right ahead, Lynn. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Vision. This is Lynn S., compulsive reader in Toronto, Canada. I just love it when you get those aha moments. So I'm sitting here listening to this paragraph being read, and I went, yeah, stupid, boring, glum. 
That's exactly what my life was like for the first 36 years pre-program. Stupid, boring, and glum. What a perfect description. I never, I never thought from that perspective before. And you know, stupid, boring, and glum, sort of like restless, irritable, and discontent. I was just thinking, and that's exactly right where I go with my life and with my attitudes and my actions and my feelings when I am not living by the spiritual principles of the program, when I am not getting up every single morning and doing the prayers and the meditations the way we're taught in this text. Anything else that I do is fantastic and great, and I can levitate with God all I want after I've done what it says in the book to do. And it's just an amazing advice. When I'm saying after, I don't mean months after. I mean do the, do the text first. Then I can do the other stuff. And it's just, it's just amazing. I love how God shows me these moments. And, and when I get shown that moment, I know I am really connected because my per- perception has really been off for a long time in program. And it's, it's being righted now. It's uh, sort of feel like I've been lifted up and set on the right path. Like, hey, kids, you were doing okay, but you were running the wrong way. So I am so grateful to be here. Thank you, Vision. I love our meeting. Thank you, God, for this amazing program. And I'll pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada. Up next, we have Letty G. Hi, Letty. Good morning. Good morning. This is Letty G. from Nevada. And um been here since March, and my life has been changing quite a bit. And, but it uh, it has to it has to do with abstinence first, very clear cut abstinence for me. Practicing the principles in all my affairs, following the directions of this book, obviously, and my relationship, growing relationship with my God of my understanding. And before this, no, my life was not stupid, boring, or glum. But um, I was very unhappy, but I never showed it. It showed in my physical appearance because I overate to, for the ease and comfort of raising four children on my own, um, husband working all the time, which I'm grateful for now in retrospect. But um, I'm very, very grateful. I And I'm grateful because I am a recovered woman for today and only for today by the grace of God. Um, and using all the tools, I work this program as hard as I can uh, because I know that there's no other way for me. Uh, I don't know what else to say other than I'm so grateful. And um, 
my life today is um, wonderful. I am able to show up and um, be present for my family and not pretend that I'm happy because I'm a happier woman. Life still gets lifey, and I know what to do now to protect my my abstinence and my connection with God because they, they go together for me. And uh, I'm so grateful to have such a wonderful fellowship of women and men that have crossed this path and have been trudging this road for a long time. They are. Um, I look forward to getting to know them better and um, learning from them. And hopefully I will be able to teach others as well someday. Thank you very much for your, your um, continued work on this uh, line. And I pass. Thanks, Letty G from Nevada. Up next is Janine N. Did I get that right? Janine, if you could press star one to unmute your phone. Yes, yes, I'm here. My name is Jeannie. Jeannie, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I am so grateful to this program, and I have never been more willing in any other program than I am in this, and I love it. Um, uh, The first thing um, for me is uh, God and work the steps and have a sponsor. Um, if it means changing a green a green light food to a red light food, then I do it. Um, if I need to do 10, 10 steps during a day, if we need to do, if I, we do it, we, I have to do it. I have to stick to the structure of this program. Um, uh, and, and I, I just... I am happy, joyous, and free at this point. Um, is it perfect every day? No. But I have to remember that God can do for me what I could never do for myself. Uh, no more stuffing my feelings. Thank you to all of you for your service. Thank you, and I'll pass. Jenny, where are you calling from today? New Jersey. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jeannie and from New you. Jersey. All right. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Chris W. followed by Donna K. Good morning, Chris with a K. Hi, this is Chris W. from Chris with a K from Nashville, and thank you, Chris with a G from Nash or from Tennessee, who filled in for me yesterday for the reading. Um, so I was focusing on the. Oh, hold um, on, just a second. <laughs> If we could have um, everybody make sure they mute, press star one. Okay, go right ahead. Thank you. Okay, um, I'm focusing on the word substitute in the reading today, and um, I just, you know, I think every day I would wake up for I don't know how many years because I've been fighting with the food since I was probably 20 years old. Well, maybe even younger than that, but um, I I would wake up all the time. The first thought was, what 
what did I do? Did I eat last night? Was, you know, was I good? Was I bad? All that fear and um, anxiety. And then I'd realize, oh, no, I, I was good yesterday. It was this good or bad thing. And I don't, um, to me, a substitute for that, that kind of thinking is I'm just another person on this earth. And I have a God who loves me. Um, he's not judging me for um, not being perfect. And I just have a lot of peace. So that substitutes um, for the anxiety and pain and the self-hate that I used to have. And to wake up and just know that God is right there with me. And I don't have to have this secret life that I had. I I would always feel so crazy when I'd be with people. I'd be in church, and all I could think of was, okay, I drove myself to church so I can go over here and eat there, and hopefully nobody from church will see me because I'm also going to go eat at this other place. And I just had this craziness going on inside of me, even being, you know, sneaking around the house with my food because I thought the neighbors would see the kitchen light going on in the middle of the night. I mean, that wasn't that many months ago that I was still having that happen. Um, And I can just be honest and be who I am. I love who I am. I enjoy my company. I don't, I just don't feel the pain that I used to have and learning to set aside what I think about um, other people and um, what I think about God, what I think about myself, all those things are changing because of putting the food down is the primary thing. And then working with others very diligently. Um, I'm going to try to put my name out to sponsor again. And um, and I like to do it really quickly. And I just feel so much um, peace and excitement for life. And I'm just grateful to be here and um with that i'll pass thank you thanks chris where are you calling from today all right chris w chris with a k and then before we get started with you donna i'm just going to give a pause here and um tell people where we're at because i'll take another list of names after your share So this morning we're in the chapter of Vision for You in the big book on page 152, 152. We're reading that first paragraph that says, we have shown how we got out from under and just commenting on that one paragraph. So um, Donna Kay, go right ahead and share with us this morning. Good morning, this is Donna Kay from Ohio, uh, gratefully recovered um, for today. Oh, the reading is beautiful. Um, I'm just really grateful. Um, Social events for me used to be, I felt like I was, you know, on the outside looking in. And I was so focused in on, you know, the food, the food, the food. Um, uh, Since since I've been, I've put my food down, I haven't done it. it. It's just happened very gradually. Um, social events with friends, I have just have an entirely different focus. It's not focused on the food at all. I feel a part of the group, and um, I found just new joy 
with being able to be present and engaged with, you know, friends and loved ones. And they're lighter and easier for me. And um, I look forward to them now instead of dreading them. So it's just, it's just been a big, my, uh, the rest of my life has opened up. And I'm so grateful for that. And the rigidity and the need for, you know, oh, my God, you know, it had to be a routine. It had to be followed, right? You know, it had to be to the letter. It had to be, I don't know. I was just very compulsive in a lot of areas, you know, in addition to my, you know, the food stuff. Um, my relationship with myself has improved tremendously. You know, I really, really, I love myself as I am, you know, warts and all. And I don't know about anybody any else, but... It's very freeing, and I'm very grateful. And my spiritual program has just has put wings on my recovery. So anyway, thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you for your service, and I hope everyone has a good day. Bye. Thank you, Donna Kay from Ohio. All right, so uh, we value our raise experience here on the line. We ask that you limit your shared every third day in order that others might share their experience too. I'll go ahead and take another list of names. Who else would like to share this morning? Shanna C. Carmella G. Shanna. Shanna C. Linda Carmella D. G. Linda D. Mm-hmm. Crystal P. Mary Lou G. Crystal P. Mary Lou Lisa G. C. And we'll stop there. And Lisa C. I think I got everybody. Okay. Shanna C, Carmela G, Linda D, Crystal P, Mary Lou G, and Lisa C. Boom. All right. Shanna C, go right ahead. Star one. Good morning. Uh, sorry, I took a second to unmute. This is Shanna C, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. Uh, through God's grace and mercy only, and uh, just so grateful that there have been people that have shown me how to get out from under, and I'm so grateful that through the the pain of this disease, and uh, I was brought to a level of willingness that that spurred me on to take the action necessary to recover from this thing, and recovered, not cured, you know, uh, one day at a time, one meal at a time, one prayer at a time. Because this is vicious. This is a vicious disease over which I have absolutely no power. But through the working of these steps, the uh, daily implementation of these steps, I get that daily reprieve and where I don't have to eat um, like I did. I get to nourish my body. I get to to not obsess over this thing. And when obsessive thoughts do come, I have a way out of out of myself so that I can function, uh, even though I'm not cured of this. And, you know... I get to have a good time. I get to have fun. I get to enjoy what I eat. I get to enjoy being around the people um, that, you know, this disease has blocked me off from. I, my relationships have gotten so much better. Uh, as, you know, when I'm able to practice implementing these spiritual principles of honesty, humility, open-mindedness, willingness, and compassion, consideration for others, something that doesn't come by me naturally. So the cool thing is, is through the, the the process of the steps, I gain access to power, power which enables me to live the way the God of my understanding would have me, uh, happy, joyous, and free, caring and considerate of others. 
and helpful. It's a life of same happy usefulness. And how can I possibly be stupid, boring, and glum, you know, when I'm living like that and living a life of joy and freedom? So grateful to be here. Thanks so much for your service. And I'm so grateful for this way of life I get to live. It works. It really does. That's it. Well, thank you so much. Up next, we have Carmela G. Carmela, go right ahead. Thank you so much, Jen, for your service. Carmela G. gratefully recovered for today from New York. Um, and the focus that I have today that I'm looking at this paragraph is, have you a sufficient substitute? And I have written in my big book next to that, yes. God is with me, and I have love. Now, I didn't come into this program until late in my sixth decade of life, and it took this program to make me realize that food had one purpose, solely to nourish the body. And all of the people in my life, and be it family, be it friends, were for my entertainment and love and God, who I used to think was my man who went and did everything I needed, gave him the list of all the to-dos. He was the master of the love, the love that I so graciously became aware of after I did the steps and worked this program. And that is a beautiful substitute because I recently celebrated my 10th anniversary and I went back to a face-to-face meeting. It was one of my first face-to-face meetings. And the love that filled me from this fellowship God provided so much for me that day. It was such a beautiful celebration, and people I had not seen in years had come out. And the room, there was not one chair empty, and people were standing. And the gift of love, first from God, and then these fellows, was just magnificent. And that today fills me every day. That is my substitute. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Carmela G. Up next, we have Linda D. followed by Crystal P. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, everybody. This is Linda D. in Connecticut. And I'm so stunned and grateful to be here, to be recovered, but not cured. And Carmela is a very hard act to follow. She said almost everything that I was thinking, but I'll try, you know? How wonderful. Congratulations to God and to you and to all those folks. Um, hmm. Uh, Let's go here. How am I going to get from out under? It looked impossible when I came to this fellowship, and it was a very long time ago, and the first speaker, the speaker that night was actually from AA, 
And the two women that ran the meeting that were instrumental in reestablishing it in my town, um, they coordinated it. And um, and one of them was, um, she told me to take the cotton out of my ears and put it in my mouth. Oh, was I hurt. Because, you know, I really did know what I was talking about. Uh-huh. Well, it's a lot of years later, and I didn't know shit. And I didn't know that I didn't know. All of those cliches are true. I found God. Who the heck was looking for God? I wasn't. I wanted to look great when I was naked. I know that sounds funny, but we all want to, don't we? Okay, so let's not go there right now. Um, That's another chapter. Um, However, uh, what a wonderful thing. The substitute is... I get to learn how to love. This is a program about love, and I get to learn it from God. Imagine that. What an enormous, enormous gift it is to have the privilege to talk to God and listen to God and do what I am told to do because it's for my best interest. It's something I couldn't even see the kind of life I have now. It's wonderful, and it's fraught with problems, things I created in the past around money. But that doesn't so much matter because it's working out, and I am there to be able to respond with love, and that's what life's about. And I get it directly, directly from God, that magnificent creator. And with that, I pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Linda D. Up next, we have Crystal T. followed by Mary Lou G. Hey, Crystal. Hi, good morning. This is uh, Crystal R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Sorry, my name just changed and I'm getting used to the new initial. Um, what I wanted to share in this paragraph was I realized that in the first, when I first, you know, started to recover, I was looking for the wrong substitute. You know, I was asking myself the same question, like food, what food did for me was that no matter what was happening in life, whether it was happy feelings, sad feelings, excited, surprised, disappointed, whatever it was, it, it flatlined me. It just took all the feelings away so that I could feel safe and secure. That's what food did for me. And so I came into program looking for the same substitute. I wanted God to do the same thing for me. And I remember initially you know, I would have all these alcoholic thoughts and feelings, like just resentments and fears. And, and I would do a step 10 and it would just disappear like magic, you know, and it just felt like, wow, like, like, I can't believe it. Like I just, I, I go to God and I, and I do this uh, step work and suddenly, you know, these, these ugly feelings of anger and resentment are just gone away or these fears start to slip away. But then I started to want program and the steps to take away normal human feelings. Like if I felt sad when, you know, my, my, my boss, uh, my, one of my favorite bosses left um, our company and I missed her. I, want, I didn't want to feel sad anymore. Uh, when I felt lonely about being single, I wanted God to take away that feeling too. When I felt disappointed, when, you know, I was, I wanted to buy something and I don't know, it went out of stock and I was like, oh, I feel disappointed, you know, and um, 
I wanted the normal human feelings to go away also. And it took me a while in program to realize that the steps don't provide that substitute. God does not do for me what the food did for me in flatlining me and taking away my feelings. That's not its role. And as long as I'm expecting it to do that, I will always feel like the steps are not working. But when I realized that the purpose of the steps and God is not to take away my feelings, but to allow me to live with all the normal human feelings, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, I don't have to make them go away. I can feel all, I can feel excitement and disappointment and surprise and sadness and all the feelings, and I just don't need to self-destruct. I can go through them, not around them. That is the substitute that God in the Steps provides. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Well, thank you, Mrs. Crystal R. That's so exciting. All right. Up next, we have Mary Lou G. Followed by Lisa C. Good morning, Mary Lou. Mary Lou, can you press star one, please? We can't hear you. How about now? Can you hear me, Jen? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. There you go. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for your service. Hi, everybody. Um, Mary Lou G. from Massachusetts. I've been on the line for a good number of years now, listening pretty much every day and sharing very, very, very little. And so today, um, I'm just, I just feel moved to, to share. I want to claim my seat and also uh, claim my voice. Um, one of the words that um, stuck out to me this morning was uh, one of the phrases there was um, stupid, boring, and glum. And um, I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I am those things. But what's different for me right now is um, I have a pretty large family and we do have lots of parties. Um, but what's different for me now is that um, I go a lot of the time by myself because my husband is quite ill. So going to, um, you know, going to parties as, um, you know, just by myself um, is uh, when, I, when I leave, I'm feeling kind of empty. And I'm really trying to just discern, is it because I miss my husband? Is it because I miss my old role? Um, or am I just not having a good time? Do you know? So um, the word fun just really, really jumped out at me. And I think about, you know, I'm watching other people have fun, see what's fun to them. Of course, um, eating is fun for lots and lots of people. And, you know, I'm a recovering person a day at a time. And um, you know, I'm just just really trying to figure out uh, what what is fun for me um, as a recovered person, um, you know, without overeating. What what is what is fun for me? And I'm 73 years old, so um, you know, I I guess I'm kind of like seeing what fun is for other people isn't necessarily fun for me, and so I'm in a discovery phase, I guess, of, um, you know, what, what do I enjoy? I heard somebody say a few minutes ago about, you know, enjoying her own company. And um, I do. I enjoy my own company. But, um, uh, you know, I want to I be part of. <laughs> I want to be part of the group, having fun with other people, not just by myself. So, um, yeah, that's me. And um, thanks for letting me share today. I'm 
glad to be here and I appreciate all of you. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Mary Lou G. All right, Lisa C, you're up next. Go right ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, I just asked God to help me share something that may, might be helpful <laughs> to somebody uh, since I get so nervous about sharing. Um, but I think what, what made me feel like sharing today is that I'm very drawn to questions in general. Um, and, you know, these, these are some great questions. Um, and I, I see myself in these questions. Um, I've, I've been the righteous person, you know, um, uh, kind of like, oh, you know, I found, I found a solution and I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this like tight and narrow thing now. And, um, you know, uh, I, I have all the answers for everybody, you know, um, and that's, that's not, that's not how I want to be. That's not how my higher power wants me to be. Um, but yeah, like the question of a sufficient substitute, um, you know, if I just read that paragraph and then I stop there, I say to myself, well, um, well, God's the substitute, right? But then if I keep reading, I see that that's not actually, um, what is shared in the following paragraphs. And so I think to myself that, you know, God is not the substitute, right? God is everything or God is nothing, right? So when I'm not in program, when I'm not, um, abstinent when I'm not like following these steps and walking with God at all times, then God is nothing, right? But if I'm, if I'm doing this, um, then I have accepted that God is everything. So God can't be the substitute, right? So, um, uh, I think, I think that, um, yeah. And so, and then the only other thing that I wanted to share about this, and of course, you know, I, I'm, there's constant breaches in my life. There's, I constantly like, there's, there's so many, breaches of my connection with with my higher power that I'm constantly repairing um, and and working toward and that's why I like I work the steps even when I really don't want to especially when I I really don't want to um, or when I'm feeling quote unquote fine Um, but I I did want to share one other thing which is that this also made me think about this concept of trudging the road of happy destiny right like I'm a human being I'm full of flaws so I can't do better than trudge but the road is a happy one, right? It's not I gallop lightly now that I'm recovered and the world is full of rocks and stones that I step on. That's not really what it says, right? It it kind of centers the flaws on me, and that's not in a negative way to feel awful about myself or incapable, but to recognize my place in the universe and my desperate need for a higher power who loves me. Um, And I look forward to hearing about um, you know, the fellowship, because I'm growing in that. I have to work hard at it to make connections with people and to always be grateful for the voices I hear on this line and for this program, um, which really does save my life. So thank you to all of you. I'm truly grateful, and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Lisa C. Perfect timing. Well, we do have uh, time for a couple more shares. Is there anyone else who would like to share on the paragraph that was read today? Mark B. Pete B. Sorry. Hold on. I heard Rivka. Go ahead. Who else? Mark B. Pete B. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea how I'm even spelling. Good thing you can't see the paper. Pete B. And there was some, it was a Mark? Mark B. Okay. Let's see what we can do. All right. Go ahead, Rivka R.
Okay. Easy. Okay. Good morning, everyone. That's Rivka, our uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. Uh, thank you, Jen, for your service, and thank you for all the shares, especially the lead share. I, I related so much, and it sparked so much in me. Um, just wanted to talk about that line. I, I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? <clears throat> I? I remember the first person who told me I haven't had a chocolate chip cookie in six years, and I was like, how? I mean, that, that wasn't even part of my universe, that that could ever happen or ever even in the beginning I would want to happen because I didn't know how to have a fun life without that. Um, I looked up the word consigned, uh, and it said to give over to another's charge, custody, or care. I had given my life and my will over to the care of food, and food made me stupid, boring, and glum because all I was interested in was the food. Um, a fellow said that I have a disease of perception. Like what's truly important becomes not important. It what's not important becomes important. Um, I'm, right now I'm, I'm going through a challenging time physically and emotionally. It's a lot of insecurity, I'm uncomfortable. But with God's help, I can today keep important important. I can still maintain a loving relationship with with my husband, with my, with God, with myself, with connect with others. I don't have to drown in the food. And that's only because I can consign myself to God's care today to give my life and my will over to God's charge, custody, and care. I can, I can trust this too shall pass. There's going to be a, there's a plan here. And yes, I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable, but I can either make myself numb in the food or I can stay with life and, and know that, you know, still feel the beauty and the the, the love and the the care um, around me. So, um, wish everyone a wonderful day, and uh, I pass. Thanks, Rivka. All right, go ahead, Pete B. Did you call on me, Jen? Yes, I did. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, Jen. My name, uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. Shout out to Linda D., right? Who, who doesn't want to look good naked, right? I, you know, I guess we can pretend we don't, but, uh, you know, good stuff there. And, and you, know, you know, a sufficient substitute. You know, as a compulsive overeater, you know, the idea of a substitute is very attractive to me. You know, very, very, um, you know, uh, so I wanted substitute sugar, substitute butter, substitute you know protein, substitute candy, substitute. I want I want you know artificial substitute with something artificial, <laughs> you know right? And you know what, we, what I had to recognize is that that you know just like it says on page sixty four, our liquor was but a symptom. And so I don't need a, I don't, a substitute for a symptom. I have to get down to the causes and conditions, right? The subs, I could substitute my I could substitute my ill feelings with the fellowship and camaraderie and all those things and, and and the excitement and all that stuff that comes from being around my fellows. I can substitute that all the, all I want. But I'm still eventually, if I don't grow spiritually, I'm still it, I'm st- this thing, this thing's still going to lurk in the background. Right, and like I said, causes and conditions. Our book says that that when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out physically and mentally. 
Not when the physical malady is overcome or the mental malady is overcome, we straighten out spiritually. We have to straighten out spiritually first. And this process, this program, provides us with an opportunity to straighten ourselves out spiritually. But my malady is that I put my trust and my reliance, my disease is I put my trust and my reliance, my dependence on things that could never, ever meet my needs. My fellows will never meet my needs. Myself will never meet my needs. My associates, they'll never meet my needs, right? My needs are met by constant reliance and dependence upon the power that allows me to bring into consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the pain and suffering caused by food. I get restored to sanity as a result of putting my trust and reliance where it belongs which is on God, not on these outside substitutes that'll eventually get me there, right? So I have to remember where the trust and reliance needs to go, needs to be. I love so many of the shares earlier where Crystal had like, thinking, thinking that somehow this process is going to eliminate the natural instincts and the natural uh, uh, things that go on in our life is just, you know, it, it, it's inaccurate. We are going, we're, we have all of the instincts, all of the needs, all of the desires that the, that the power has put in us, the creator has put in us. And they just Thank need you. to get into the proper places. And that happens through work in this program. Thank you. Thanks for your service. I appreciate that, Pat. All right. Thanks, Pete B. Mark B., you have a couple minutes on the clock. Can you take two? Hi, this is Mark B., a grateful recovery member of OA. Um, I was um, guided to this meeting because I um, am looking for a sponsor, somebody who is a secular sponsor. Um, currently have a male sponsor. It's not going so well. So and my previous sponsor has been female, and that has worked very well. Uh, I'm not sure how this works, but just putting my number out there. If you're a secular sponsor, please give me a call, 240. Hey Mark. Mark, if I could have you pause for just a second. If you'll wait till the end of the second hour, this is the first hour, and in one hour from now, there'll be a list of uh, sponsors. People will be giving their names and numbers, and you can collect those then. All right? Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Keep coming back, Mark B., and stick around to the end of that second hour. All right, folks. Well, guess what? Thank you for all of those of you who shared, who joined us on the meeting, and were just here listening. Please join us now for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. And get your pen and paper out, because if you want the share ID for today, Tuesday, September 5th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Edition, uh, Eastern Standard Time of recording, please write down this number. It's 20,599. That's 20599. Okay, we're now going to close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Nancy P., would you please read a vision for you?
Auntie P, are you there to read about Sorry about that. Yep, yep, yep. No, I, I had it. I have it. I have it. Sorry. I just was uh, having trouble getting out of the uh, muting. <clears throat> Nancy P. Recovered in Western Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.